Welcome to another special edition of the Half Hill Report. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, and in these special editions, I'm interviewing members of the Horde and the Alliance to hear their thoughts on the possibility of peace in Azeroth. This week's guest is Coldorn Solcris, a Forsaken. Well, welcome to the show, um, Coldorn. Do, do you mind if I call you Coldorn? Oh, I insist that you do so. It's the name I've embraced since being awakened, after all. Oh, wow. Hey, um, you know what I really enjoy this time of day? You know, I've, I, I still have some Ironforge mints left over from Hallow's End. W- would, you, um, would you like a, a mint? <laughs> no. Would you like a cloth to put over your nose instead? Oh, well, you know, look, I I, I, I didn't... I'm sorry. I, I, I Clearly, you haven't much knowledge of the undead, let alone the forsaken. Most of us lack the use of taste and smell. Our necromantic energies allow us to see, to hear... But we have no use for food or beverage anymore, so no, I don't need a mint. Of course, if you were seeking to to freshen my breath, well, (laughs) there's far more than that which you would likely consider in need of freshening. Uh, Okay, all right. I I certainly hope... I I don't want to get us off on the wrong foot here. I I really Uh, hope I didn't offend. This is something I've... Something I have heard many a time when speaking with the living... Okay. All right. Well, I tell you what, let's just set that aside for a moment. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, How shall I put this? I'm a seeker of knowledge, as are most who can say they've spent a considerable time within the city of Dalaran. I was one of several apprentices to Anserum Runeweaver during my time with the Kirin Tor. When the Burning Legion recently invaded Azeroth, I sought any knowledge that would help in destroying them. Of course, that pursuit led to my expulsion from the Kirin Tor because the fools would not accept a mage wishing to better understand the fell arts so that he could dominate, destroy the very beings born from those magics. <laughs> hypocrites <laughs> wow so so you have some you have some pretty strong feelings and you were uh sounds like you were dismissed uh from the the Kirin tour for essentially pursuing knowledge that you feel was going to benefit everyone the archmage Kadgar you, you I'm sure you've heard of yes. him he's yes. fairly yes. well known yes He has said many a time, and it is known throughout the realm, that he has said that knowledge is power. I I fail to see how seeking knowledge about the Legion is not power worthy enough to be studied in Dalaran, but apparently Runeweaver and his associates felt otherwise. Wow, so you you have some some strong feelings about this, but here's... Here's some good news, at least for our conversation today. Uh, what Part of the point of these special editions that we're doing is finding common ground, uh, common ground amongst all peoples in Azeroth. And 
I think you and I have a little something in common. We're both pursuers of knowledge. Um, mm. I'm, I'm a college student here at Half Hill Ag, and my faculty advisor, Professor Talib, gave me an assignment this semester to uh, interview people on their thoughts about how to bring peace to Azeroth so that we can all work together to heal our deeply wounded planet. And I want to say I really appreciate you coming on to talk to us, but honestly, I have to ask, how did you even hear about our show, The Half Hill Report? Well, it's it goes through a chain of a few people, but from what I understand, the uh, Huojin leader among your people, uh, G. Firepaw, listens to your report on a weekly basis. I imagine he's <laughs> really? quite fond of it. Uh, th- that is what I've been told. I have not spoken with him firsthand, but I imagine at some point he likely boasted of your work to the Dark Lady, and there are those in the Horde who have interest in technologies that aren't of goblin or gnomish origins, something about those technologies being less apt for malfunctions. Um, a, a Dark Ranger informed me of a goblin named Rizak who had knowledge of your show. I oh. met him. Deals were made, and here we are. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that you contact that you contacted us through Rizak? Uh, he was the only connection I had to you, quite frankly. Uh, trying to, uh, from what I've listened of your show, trying to contact you through some of your other. Uh, friends uh, would have been a bit more difficult. He, um, he didn't try and charge you anything or make a business deal out of this, did he? Oh, the deals were indeed made, and that's... Oh, my. What what was exchanged to Rizak was nothing, really, and a fairly small amount, and what he had... Uh, told me he he has said uh, what was it and I, and I quote he said that college wouldn't mind <laughs> if I studied your your recording equipment. Oh my! Okay, first of all, I I will have a conversation with Rishak because we never charge anybody to be on the show. That's I, I'm. I'm kind of horrified. First of all, you are absolutely welcome to look over our equipment here. That is, when the show is over, please feel free, you know, mm. look over it all you want. But I'm was was it a lot was it a lot of was it a lot of money? Was was there a lot of It didn't come out of my coffers, it came out of uh, the Horde's coffers. Um quite frankly, I have not heard any resentment or negative thoughts about it it's uh it, it, it's a petty affair to me really oh, good. I'm, okay. I'm simply doing what i have been tasked to do okay good wow because uh i uh i don't you know i'm a college student i don't have a lot of extra money and i i can't really <laughs> go back to my dad for anything this this semester but so let's 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 move on from that oh my goodness i mm. got i got to make a note to get a hold of rishak after the show so um let let's move on to the topic at hand so um 
I got a little information. You were kind enough to share a little information about yourself. My understanding that you were you were uh, a member of the the Black Harvest before you became <laughs> Forsaken. It did 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 I get that right? Uh, that's a name that you try not to speak quite publicly, but during the Legion Fall campaign, as it were, the Black Harvest had no choice but to expose itself and be out in the open so i i it's fair i suppose to talk about it uh, I, yes i i was i was recruited by those in dalaran who saw potential in me well i feel like i've really put my foot in it twice uh twice in this interview i i i, I didn't get you or me in any kind of trouble by asking that did it did i, I that remains to be seen now, does it? <laughs> Great. Okay. All right. Well, um, so setting that aside for a moment, you you joined forces. You were part of an organization that joined forces with the Alliance to combat and defeat the Burning Legion. Is that that's generally correct, right? Hmm. Yes and no. You need to consider when I fought the Legion. <laughs> the Alliance and Horde were wounded animals. Each had lost its leader, after all. Neither did much in an official capacity to end the Legion's invasion. My, okay. Um, how does it, given those feelings you just expressed, how does it feel now to you to be at war with those that you ostensibly fought alongside? It's interesting because amongst the Black Harvest, we are all individuals working together, but each with our own motives, our own goals. Some seek to be the most powerful warlock in all of the realms. Some, like myself, simply seek knowledge. That is what I seek. That is what I want to claim more than anything. I want to be the most scholarly in the arts as possible. As it were, did, did I associate much with my peers in the Black Harvest? No, we work together when it is necessary. And having worked alongside the Illidari, the Conclave, the Ebon Blade, um, even those you might know in the Order of the Broken Temple, yes, um, factions during that time were of little revel relevance. Though... Uh, those in the harvest that side with the alliance right now, I would say, are foolish, and I'm sure they know it. In fact, I can't say I've often seen fell practitioners openly under the banner of the lion. Perhaps they're afraid. Perhaps they understand that most citizens of the alliance do not trust warlocks as it is. In other words, Tosh Mifun, you asked me, how I feel about working with Alliance and then fighting against them. 
in <laughs> I feel nothing. So you didn't you didn't you don't really consider those you fought alongside then brothers in arms uh, you you didn't feel any particular kinship with them. Uh it sounds like uh that that battle all of that that you went through was all just part of a pursuit of knowledge for you. And I, I want to pull on something a little bit. You, mm. you said that you use the phrase warlock in a very particular way. It sounds like maybe you don't have very hold worse warlocks in very high esteem. I consider myself a mage that practices in the fell arts. Warlock is such a base term. There are many different schools of magic. And at the end of the day, I still consider myself a mage. Those who wish to call me a warlock don't truly know the journey that I have been on and the path I am on. So so let's talk about that a little bit. That's that's a really good. Let's let's take it back a little bit in time. So mm. you were you were in Dalaran with the Kirin Tor, uh, yes. a, a mage practitioner. It sounded like obviously from what you said that didn't end well, but I'd like to talk to you a little bit about your experiences there. Overall, were they up until when things went bad, were they good experiences there? As a mage, I mostly kept to myself. I worked with my peers when it was necessary to. I had my own way of doing things, and I studied the ones who were far more well-versed than I was. I didn't make too many friends, mostly acquaintances. My, or rather, my, my former life's family lived in Dalaran. Take, you just, and go on. I'm sorry. Mm, no, speak. Oh, okay. You you, you sound like um, a, a bit of a loner. You 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 seem like you set yourself apart a bit uh, from from the community there in the Kirin Tor, and even from the members of that other organization. Now I'm just nervous about saying their name <laughs> and. Um, and are you, do you have that same experience among the Forsaken? Are you, do you kind of set yourself apart or do you consider yourself as having a kinship with the Forsaken now as a member, as it were? I remember dying, Tosh Mifun. I remember being engulfed in fell flame as an infernal took a hold of me before flinging my body to the ground on oh the broken shore. Oh my. I remember the darkness that followed it. Time passed, and I remember my awakening. I remember the Valkyr and the Dark Lady that accompanied them. From what I was told... Of course, the armies of the Legion Fall were victorious, but not before Azeroth was wounded by the sword of Sargeras. But Windrunner, she had sought to return to the Broken Shore to find those that had been 
forgotten, discarded there without burial ritual. Quite simply, if it weren't for the Dark Lady, I would not have this opportunity to continue my pursuit of knowledge. So am I proud to be forsaken? Of course. My, my new life as a forsaken grants me the ability to pursue what I have pursued all of my former life and what I will pursue until the very end of my days. And I'm sure those days will be very long indeed. Well, For my debt to the Dark Lady is eternal. Well, I'm, I, it, it sounds like you're having a good experience and, and I, 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 I like that. I like hearing that. I, I want to, and I, you mentioned War Chief Windrunner and I want to come back to her, but I can't talk to somebody who studied in Dalaran, was a member of the Kirin Tor. I can't talk to somebody without no. asking this question. Did you and Jaina Proudmore cross paths at all? Did, did you have any interaction? I saw her on a few occasions in passing in my previous life, though it has no bearing on the present. I may have greeted her once or twice respectfully. She is a powerful magi, and I respect her power. Nothing more, nothing less. So beyond that, no no particular feelings or thoughts about her, her involvement in the current war. It just She's just another mage out there practicing her arts, and it sounds like you have a certain amount of begrudging respect for her. She is a powerful opponent, and if I ever have the chance to show my knowledge and my might against hers, I will relish that moment. Oh, and really? I will do everything I can to be the better. Wow. So you, you would actually look forward to, to meeting her on the battlefield? Of course, as the Dark Lady commands. So that's, that's great. And you've, you've brought us back around to War Chief Windrunner. She personally, and you've already expressed your feelings about her a little bit, um, that sounds like you feel a bit of gratitude for her because were it not for her intervention, you would be, well, you certainly wouldn't be here. That's, that, that's for sure. Um, Indeed. My corpse would still be on the broken shore. Wow. So other than the gratitude for what she did... What is it like to serve directly under War Chief Windrunner? It's not often that I get to be in her direct presence. I'm often, when I'm not doing my research, when I'm out in the field, caring about doing tasks for the Forsaken and the Horde, I often report to one of her Dark Rangers. I have oh. met her a few times, and I always treat her with the respect that she deserves. So she's she's obviously a, a very uh, a very dynamic leader. Um, do you do you feel like what she's doing, what she has done since the beginning of this war? How do you? As as you experience life 
before being a Forsaken. And you're obviously very grateful for her to her for raising you from obviously a, 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 a horrific death and unrecognized death. But do you ever question at all the, some of her decisions that she has made most significantly, the burning of the, the burning of the world tree um, certainly some of other members of the leadership in the horde have begun to question some of her decisions. Do you have any personal feelings about that? No. Okay. No, no, no personal feelings on that whatsoever. Which I think brings None. us. Wow. Okay. So then I think that leads us to a, uh, to maybe what might be a little bit of a sensitive question. Let's talk a little bit about free will and personal agency. Do you, I, I hear a little laughter there. Do you, do you feel like they're, do you feel like you have them? Do you feel like free will and personal agency maybe are slightly overrated? Ah, oh, here he goes. Okay. I, I, here I've opened him up a bit. Finally arrived. I was wondering when you'd address this. Oh, okay. You were expecting this question then. Ah, uh, no, they are not overrated. Of course, I have free will. I have personal agency. Of course, those who lack vision on the other side of the battlefield assume that all of us that are awakened by the Valkyr lack free will, bewitched by our Banshee Queen. Tell me, Tashmafoon, do you think I lack? Free will and agency. Well, I certainly, I certainly didn't mean to offend. I, I've, I've, I've done it twice now. My yeah. will is my own, and my will is to seek knowledge and to serve my queen. And if that, in turn, means to serve the horde, so be it. So, th and this is part of the reason that we have these conversations and why I think what we're doing here is so important. Why do you think that members of the Alliance or unaligned and those who are in the world who might be unaligned, why do you think they make this assumption about the Forsaken that you, you lack free will, that you're somehow just puppets? What, where do you think that comes from? What do you think that's about? The Quite simply, because there are those forsaken who do lack free will. There are those forsaken who are easily manipulated and easily controlled. My will is much stronger than that, and the war chief recognizes it. The war chief has a placed a trust and a faith in me. She would have not have raised me and allowed me to continue to exist if she did not think otherwise. There are lesser forsaken, I will not deny that, but at the end of the day, I care little about them. I care about my pursuit, and I care about my queen. Do you think she cares about you in the same way you care about her. It's irrelevant. Expand on that a little bit, if you would, please, to help help me understand if, if you care for her very I much. I cannot begin to understand what drives War Chief Windrunner to do what she does. She has made choices 
that those in the Horde, and maybe even some of her own forsaken question. She's made choices that perhaps you could say I might question, but will I directly question and defy her? No, because she has given me far too much to have me do so. I have no desire to go against her when she has given me what she has. So, so you're, so you're, you're willing following of her, uh, is, is out of a sense of gratitude, respect, not, not any kind of fear, if you will. I have nothing to fear. If my existence were to be snuffed out tomorrow, I still will have existed longer than I would have without her having raised me. I will continue to do what I do until my last day, whenever it is. So you, so you, you've established very much here that you, you have free will, you have agency. You brought up what you referred to as lesser members of the forsaken. And you're saying those that, that somehow there's this divide, if you will, uh, or orders of will or lack of free will. And it had, has something to do with the individual that was raised. Um, do you, do you perceive yourself as superior to other members of the forsaken in some ways? Too many. Too many. Not to everyone. Too, too many members of, of the Forsaken. Yes. And, and what, and, and I don't mean to keep picking at this, but I am I, very, very curious. What makes you different? Persistence. 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 Persistence in the pursuit of a particular goal or particular knowledge? What, what do you mean by persistence? I don't worry about the past. I don't let my past life define who I am. There are too many in the Forsaken who allow their past to haunt them. Oh. Oh. So you've basically let go of any connection to your former life at all. I have not seen my former life's family one minute since I was awakened. I've never had the desire to do so. I cannot say that the same can be said for many others in the Forsaken who would wish to spend time with their families. I, I have to, I have to ask this question and I, I didn't intend to ask it till a little bit later in the discussion, but we're, we're in a good mm. place for it. It doesn't sound like you miss your mortal life, the life that you experienced before you were raised. It doesn't sound like you miss that at all. It's another life. It's behind me. It is not who I am. The, the name I had back then is different. The person I am now is not the person I was back then. The only thing that truly remains a constant 
is the knowledge that I took from those days and the knowledge that I still retain and my drive to pursue more knowledge. That remains the same. Everything else, I was another man, not me. It, is your family still out there? Are they are they in Dalaran? Are they are they still out there? I've investigated the matter, but I would assume so. It was a fairly reputable one. If they if they by any chance hear this show, would they know who you are? Would they would they <laughs> Sounding like this, I doubt it. But they they certainly knew what happened to you in the Kirin Tor, your expulsion of the Kirin Tor. They I would imagine they could put put the facts together and maybe take a you know, take a reasoned guess that you might be their fallen family member. How would you feel about that Perhaps. if you knew that they they heard this this show? Nothing. No, no feelings at all. No. Well, <clears throat> so if you you wouldn't, there isn't anything you would want to say to them, just in the event that they did hear this. Because honestly, to me, while I don't fully understand your perspective, and but that's the whole point of these conversations is to talk to people from with differing perspectives and differing ideas to help us understand each other better. Uh, it sounds like you're, you're happy and well, maybe happy is too strong a word content with your life now. I'd say that's accurate. Would you want them to know that? It's irrelevant. I'm not the man that died. I'm, I'm, Colon so Chris, that is not the name that the man who died on the broken shore had. It's not the name of the man whose family likely misses him. Do you miss them? You don't miss them. No. No, you don't miss them. Is the Forsaken, so truly the Forsaken is your family now in, in your current life? Say that's accurate. Okay, well, that, you know what? That's good. That's good because family relationships are important. I, I'm certainly very close to my family and, and you know, family can be defined in, in many ways. And so it's good that you have found a family uh, that you can connect to in your current life. And I'm, I, am, I can say this, uh, that I know if I were your family member and hearing this, while I might be sad that you weren't part of our family anymore, it would be good and comforting to know that you have a, that you have made a connection with a new family. So that's good. And I, I hope I didn't get too personal there. Hmm. Maybe it, I expected all of did this. Did you, did you, it, 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 I expected that you would be prodding and poking and trying to touch on emotional, uh, soft spots and such that you try to see if there may be a forsaken with a heart. Well, 
I have a heart. It just hasn't beaten in quite some time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that was that was very well done, sir. Very, very well done. I um, mm. and you know what? It's not so much that I was trying to uh, trying to poke at anything. It it all comes down to to understanding, uh, and and I think that again, that's sort of the point of these conversations is so that um, people can hear this. Uh, people on on the both the side of the alliance and perhaps members of uh, other factions of the horde that they oh okay so that's how a forsaken feels that's how forsaken thinks and while they might not agree it helps bring some understanding and that then that's all that I was trying to do so I appreciate you being candid with your thoughts on that so you're well, I, I really, I honestly do appreciate it. And I, I will say again, I honestly feel very bad that whether you paid to be here or uh, it came out of some horde war chest somewhere, I, I, I feel terrible about that. And, and um, I, I hope, I hope you're having a good experience and I, uh, you know, on with our conversation here. Oh, make no mistake. This is, but just a task for me and I look forward to examining your equipment when all is said and done and hopefully acquiring some new knowledge about the way it works. So this is mostly this you're talking to me just so that you can look at the a means to an end means to an end. Okay. Well, you know what? That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. And, and I'm just grateful that you were willing to, to sit down and talk with me here for a while. Um, couple of other questions. Um, mm. we've already talked about your time in the war with the Legion and, and, um, during that time, the personal interactions that you did have with members of the Alliance, how were they? Were they, were they professional arm's length? Not a, you know, no. <laughs> what do you mean by personal interactions? Are you wondering how many I've had a direct hand in killing? Well, no, no. I mean, no. I mean, during when, no, I mean, before, before, when you were fighting the Legion, mm. before you were forsaken. Yes. As, are you during the time of the, of the Legion fall campaign? I've, Honestly, faction lines meant very little to oh, me. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So once again I've interacted with I've interacted with Torn, with orcs, with humans, with elves of all shapes, sizes, and colors. <laughs> There's so many types of elves these days. <laughs> but so so no real strong feelings, no no impressions, just kind of utilitarian it's you know it was you you were all out there trying to get something done and and you were part of that against the legion okay. yes all right well I, I i must say that even with the way things are now i want to express my personal gratitude to you and to anyone who fought against the legion uh and please take that for what it's worth uh there are you know you fought a very important war the and it i i personally think it's sad that with the defeat of the legion and the uh, and the defeat of sargeras that now our our factions now find ourselves at war again it's especially over a 
well, one could say it's a war over resources. Do you do you think it's a war over resources, or do you think there's something else behind it? I think it's a number of factors that play into it. Resources is simply one factor. Uh, a desire for territory, a desire for home, a desire for land that you can claim to be as your own and not interfered with by others. Uh, everyone has their own motives, their own reasonings for war. So given what you just said, and this really comes down to the biggest point of these conversations. Do you personally think there's any hope for lasting peace in Azeroth? And what? And if, if so, what do you think it will take to make it happen? <laughs> there will be peace when the war ends, and the war will end when one side dominates the other to the point of its surrender. Perhaps that's not the answer that you wanted to hear, and perhaps you hope that words and diplomacy can bridge the divide, or perhaps you hope that a common enemy will rise to bring the Alliance and Horde together once again to defeat it. I personally think those days are far behind us. So you think even in the face of a common enemy, the the that is just too big of a gap between the Horde and the Alliance at this point, that, that there's nothing, that you don't see any peaceful coexistence between the two. Too much has happened over the years, the decades and the centuries, I think, to ever mend an alliance between Horde and Alliance. The only way that this war ends, that this conflict ends, the only way that we become united is when one concedes to the other. So you really see the only peace as an ultimate victory by one, si by one side of the other. It, 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 yeah. Indeed. What, what, if that, what if that turns out to be the alliance? Are, are you, <laughs> would you be okay with that? Well, they can certainly try. <laughs> okay. So, but it, so it sounds like you don't think there's much of a chance of that happening. But if no. it did, if it did, how would you feel about that? I mean, assuming you, I, I, please don't take this the wrong way. I'd prefer not to waste my time on silly hypotheticals. Really? Now that that now that's a very very interesting answer from somebody who uh, is is in the pursuit of of knowledge because I see that as kind of a I'm in the pursuit of serious knowledge. I'm not in the pursuit of humor and then ah, folly. I see. Okay, so speculation about personal feelings is you don't feel has any personal relevance to you. No. Oh, okay. But that that's all right. And again, the whole point of these conversations is understanding. I respect your feelings on that. I, I must say I don't fully understand them, but, but I absolutely respect them. And again, I want to say how grateful I, I know, I know you keep looking down at the, you know, at the, at the equipment. I know you're anxious to get to it. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to wrap this up here. Um, so that you can, and again, you are free to spend as much time. Uh, as a matter of fact, can I get you, 
Oh no, never mind. You don't want to drink from the bar. I'm sorry. That was that was stupid. I, I apologize. You already mentioned that at the top of the show. <clears throat> um, but I just I want to thank you again. Um, and I I I to the extent that it has any meaning to you, I hope you had a good experience. Um, and I, I want to ask a, a little a little favor, uh, if you will. Mm. And if you don't want to do this, uh, I I understand completely. We have a, a saying that has sprung up here on the Half Hill Report. Uh, the saying is, make your own turnip, which to me, I know it's a silly little saying, uh, probably for somebody who's as serious as you are. But um, to me and and to some of the other people uh, who have listened to the show, friends of the show, uh, make your own turnip means do your own thing, make your own dream come true. Um, if you wouldn't mind... Uh, would you mind closing the show with whatever thoughts you might have on that? And then if, if you would invite our listeners to make your own turnip. It's a rather quaint saying. Very well. There's another saying that I remember from my previous existence. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. The pursuit of knowledge requires observation. Without observation, without research, without study, you're excluding yourself from important tools. I mentioned the Archmaid Khadgar earlier, and he once said that knowledge is power, but that is not entirely true. Knowledge becomes power but it will only become power if you make the decision to use that knowledge, to experiment with that knowledge, to improve on that knowledge. For the sake of your acquaintancing, let's, let's decide then that the turnip represents power. If you want to make your own turnip, study the turnips of your neighbors, your enemies, your family. And with that knowledge... You can apply it to make the only turnip that matters at the end of the day your own. Thank you for listening to this special edition of The Half Hill Report. The opinions expressed herein are those of the guests and are not endorsed by The Half Hill Report or Half Hill Agricultural College. The Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater valley of the Four Winds community. If you enjoyed this show and have never listened to our regular weekly news edition of the Half Hill Report, I hope you'll consider doing so. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com. Hey there, folks. Tash Mafuni here. And on behalf of Professor Talib and myself, I want to thank Brian Black, also known as Roe of Realm Maintenance, for appearing on this week's show. You know, it's the guests that we have that make this show so much fun. If you have a character that you'd like to portray on the show, email us at halfhillreport at yahoo.com. And remember, free Pandaria.